0: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. The SEC has yet another Heisman Trophy winner for the seventh time in 14 years. An SEC player takes home the Heisman and Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith. We'll hear from him. Could the national championship game be in jeopardy? The latest on the Alabama-Ohio State matchup, and if the game could be moved due to COVID issues. And we'll go around the conference with the latest tidbits from across the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every week. All right, before we get to the Heisman news, there were rumblings leaking out yesterday that Ohio State might be dealing with some COVID issues and might be pushing for moving the national championship game back a little bit. Last night, Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne released a statement saying that he and Ohio State's AD Gene Smith have had several conversations, and they are still focused on playing the championship game next Monday as scheduled. Of course, We all know Buckeye quarterback Justin Fields suffered a rib injury in the playoff game against Clemson last week. And some, including Alabama coach Nick Saban's daughter on Twitter, uh, are thinking it might be an attempt by Ohio State to give Fields more time to heal up. But again, as of now, it sounds like the game is still a go for Monday, something worth tracking. All right, the 29-year drought since a wide receiver won the Heisman Trophy is over. Alabama wide receiver DeVonte Smith took home the Heisman Trophy last night in a virtual ceremony. Here's what it sounded like.
0: And now, without further ado, the 2020 winner of the Heisman Trophy is DeVonte Smith of the University of Alabama.
1: Smith becomes the third player from Alabama to win the college football Uh, most prestigious award following in the footsteps of Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. He's the first receiver to win it since Michigan's Desmond Howard. Back in 1991, he beat out three finalists, all of which were quarterbacks in Bama's Mac Jones, Florida's Kyle Trask, and Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. Here was Devontae Smith.
0: First off, I would like to thank God. Without him, none of this would be possible. Um, Congratulate all the finalists just to be In this situation with you guys, y'all are great athletes. And just to be a part of something like this is truly a blessing. Um, I want to thank my family, my mom, my dad, just everything that y'all taught me to mold me into the young man I am today. Um, I want to thank my mentor, Vincent Sanders. Without you, I wouldn't be where I am today, just from the rise to taking me places that I want to visit, just to doing things and just helping me get to where I am. I want to thank Coach Saban for giving me the opportunity to come play at the University of Alabama. Uh, thank Coach Wiggins, my receiver coach, just for helping me day in and day out, watching film, making me a better player. Thank my teammates. Um, with team success comes individual success, so without y'all, I wouldn't be where I'm today, winning this award. And just tell the young kids out there that's not the biggest, not the strongest, just keep pushing. Because I'm not the biggest. I've been doubted a lot just because of my size. And really, it just comes down to you put your mind to it, you can do it. No job is too big. If you put your mind to it, you can do it and just keep believing in God and you'll get where you want to be. I would like to thank Jeff Allen and the athletic training staff here for giving me all the resources to continue playing this game, to keep me healthy so I can go out there and do the things that I like to do. Thank our president, Dr. Bill, and our athletic director, Mr. Burns, just for being here and making everything possible with COVID going on and giving us a chance to play this season. Thank you. Roll Tide.
1: So that again, Devontae Smith. It was a little surprising. I think some thought this could be a closer vote, but Smith received 447 first-place votes. I thought Mac Jones would get enough support to – at least finished second. Trevor Lawrence finished second voting. He received 222 first-place votes, so about um, about half of what Devontae Smith got. Mac Jones had 138 first-place votes, and Kyle Trask finished fourth with 61. Najee Harris, by the way, did finish fifth in the voting, so three of Alabama's offensive weapons finished in the top five. That's, there's a reason why Steve Sarkeesian was hot on the trail of uh, head coaching candidates as he heads to the University of Texas following the national championship game. Now, Devontae Smith, he gets to turn his attention to that national title game on Monday against Ohio State, and then it is on to the NFL draft. ESPN's Mel Kuyper lists Smith as the fourth best player on his big board and actually has him as the number one receiver ahead of LSU's Jamar Chase. wonder how much out of sight, out of mind Jamar Chase has been not playing this season Remember, a year ago this time, after LSU won the championship, everybody said Devon, or uh, Jamar Chase, the best receiver, going into this year's draft. So we'll see what happens. Just one more quick note on Alabama as they continue to prepare for Ohio State in the title game. Alabama did get back receiver and return man Jalen Waddell this week. He was cleared to return to practice on Tuesday. The medical folks will evaluate him throughout this week, and they will make a decision from there on if they will clear him to play in the title game. That would be huge for the Tide if they got their electric return man back out there for the championship. And even maybe if they don't use him fully, but even as a decoy at times that Ohio State would have to respect him being out there, that would be an issue. When we return here on Locked on SEC, we're going to go around the conference. We've got news and tidbits from all over the conference, stuff from Georgia, Mississippi State, LSU, tons of stuff. We'll get all to it next. Stay there. Hey guys, quick minute here for our friends at Built Bar. We tell you all the time, they are the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, including the Cookies and Cream, which is my favorite. They are bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. No None of that chalky aftertaste you get from some of those uh, protein bars that you find at the grocery store or the the Mini Mart. No, these are healthy for you, great for the health-conscious person, uh, low in calorie. Low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Go check them out right now on their website, builtbar.com. The cookies and cream that I like, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. They are awesome. It is such a great alternative to eating a bag of potato chips or whatever. And especially if you're the workout person, if you just got in a run or lifting weights or whatever, Reach for a Built Bar. Go check them out, builtbar.com. I promise you'll find something you like. And when you do, before you hit that checkout button, make sure you put in our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. guys 2020 mercifully over it is time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to the locked on bets podcast with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they are picking college basketball football nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts all right, we already did our Heisman news. Again, congrats to Devontae Smith winning the Heisman Trophy for Alabama. Let's get to some other stuff from around around the conference. Let's go around the conference. Boots
0: out to the right. Makes the hand a- What a catch.
1: Around the conference. We'll start over at Arkansas. News came out last night according to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Razorback defensive coordinator Barry Odom and strength coach Jamil Walker have both informed the school they will remain with the program for next season. Odom was reportedly one of the candidates on LSU's defensive coordinator search, but it sounds like he will be staying another year in Fayetteville. That's good news for Razorback fans. Or at LSU, their freshman five-star tight end, Eric Gilbert, officially entered the transfer portal yesterday. He announced on Twitter last week that he was planning to transfer but yesterday made it official and it is sounding like the Georgia Bulldogs could very well be the landing spot for Gilbert who had said he wants to be closer to home he's from Marietta, Georgia but uh, we'll see if he gets a special waiver to tra- in a transfer meaning uh, he may have to sit out next year unless the NCAA deems him immediately eligible upon transferring. Speaking of Georgia, their defensive lineman Malik Herring announced on Twitter he is going to the NFL. Herring is set to play in the Senior Bowl coming up very soon. And by the way, he's one of seven Bulldogs set to play in the annual All-Star Game. Also at Georgia, their wide receiver Matt Landers has entered the transfer portal. So we'll see where Matt Landers ends up at. At Mississippi State, linebacker Errol Thompson announced he is headed to the NFL Draft. Thompson is one of only 16 players with more than 300 tackles in his Bulldog career. So, shout out to Errol Thompson. See where he gets drafted coming up in the draft. Over at Tennessee, running back Ty Chandler has entered the transfer portal. Senior running back was second in rushing this year for the Vols behind sophomore Eric Gray. Chandler finished with 100 cal- carries this year for 456 yards and four touchdowns. It was a dynamic twosome. Good two-headed running back duo between Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. But uh, just inconsistent at times when they played big-time opponents. The run game got shut down for the Vols. So we'll see where Ty Chandler en- ends up at. At Auburn, new head coach Brian Harson is hiring Jeff Pittman from Boise State to be Auburn's new strength and conditioning coach. So... Clearly some familiarity there between the two. Auburn will say goodbye to coach Ryan Russell, who spent the last eight years there with their strength program. And speaking of Auburn, they will have a lot to replace in their receiving department. All those inexperienced receivers they have, well, they better get with Jeff Pittman soon start putting on some weight. Receiver Anthony Schwartz, he announced over the weekend he is entering this year's NFL draft. Eli Stove he's headed to the draft as well and now Seth Williams is expected to enter the NFL draft Williams had 47 catches for 760 yards and four touchdowns this season for Auburn that means tight end John Samuel Schenker will be the team's leading returning receiver with 97 yards on the year man it feels like they may have to hit the whole reset button there Bo Nix gonna be the quarterback for Auburn next year we'll see over at South Carolina, tight end Nick Muse tweeted out he is coming back for an extra year of eligibility for the Gamecocks. He said, quote, there's an opportunity for greatness. He believes what Coach Beamer is bringing to the program, and he wants to be a part of it. Good for Nick Muse. Also, Justin Stepp officially introduced as South Carolina's new wide receivers coach. He comes over from Arkansas, where he served previously as the wide receivers coach for the Razorbacks. And speaking of Arkansas, their O-line will get a bit of a boost with Tykeus Crawford announcing he is transferring from Charlotte to the Razorbacks. He is 6'5", 335 pounds, an offensive tackle. He entered the transfer portal just last week. He was once committed to Arkansas as a former four-star recruit out of the state of Texas last year. It's like maybe he regretted that decision, and now he'll end up a Razorback after all. Over at Ole Miss, they announced that they have agreed to a two-year contract extension with their offensive coordinator, Jeff Lebby. There were some that thought he could maybe end up heading to Alabama with their opening at offensive coordinator, but Jeff Lebby will stay put alongside Lane Kiffin in Oxford, at least for another year or two. Also over at Ole Miss, their special teams coach, Blake Gideon, is expected to head back to Texas to join new head coach Steve Sarkeesian's new staff, Gideon is a former Longhorn safety who is likely to coach up their safeties and work with the special teams at his alma mater. So Ole Miss will be in the search for a new special teams coach. Over at Florida, kicker Evan McPherson announced he is headed to the NFL draft. He will forego his senior season with the Gators. He was 17 of 22 this year, kicking field goals and a perfect 11 for 11 on field goals. 39 yards are in. Sounds like Florida's may have to roll with Chris Howard at kicker next year. Just a little side note, Evan McPherson's little brother, Alex, he's a kicker in the class of 2022. So I would expect maybe he might end up a Gator as well, like his older brother. And speaking of Florida, pro football focus tweeted out yesterday that they named head coach Dan Mullen their PFF coach of the year. The comments on the tweet on social media were very entertaining. On this, Mullen, look, he did a fine job this year, but he finished eight and four. Seems very odd to win Coach of the Year when you end your season on a three-game losing streak. But heck, maybe the voting was done before uh, before Florida played their last three games. Well, it was a nice year for Dan Mullen, but I just would not have had him pinned as the coach of the year. Coach of the year out of all of college football. Not even just the SEC, Coach of the Year across all the college football. A little surprised by that. All right. When we come back, we are going to hit on a little bit of SEC basketball. Recap some of the games that happened last night. Look ahead to what we've got in the coming days across the SEC. Stay there. Hey guys, I know you're getting ready for some football this weekend. Bowl season just wrapping up, but we got the national championship coming up on Monday. We got the NFL playoffs starting this weekend, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm looking at the line right now. They have Alabama as a nine-point favorite coming up on Monday. So however you feel about that one, if you want to get in on Ohio State plus the nine, you think maybe they keep it close, but Alabama still wins. You could do that. You could bet the money line and get Ohio State at plus 245 right now. It's good odds. Not saying you should bet against uh, Alabama and the SEC, but it's Worth your dime if that's the way you want to go. Look, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code on to get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. Take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this year? Are they shaping up to have a big time draft pick in this year's draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays. On Locked on NFL, subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into a little SEC basketball talk before we uh, call it a podcast last night in the Converts. Really awesome, thrilling game uh, down to the wire in uh, Lexington as Kentucky holds on to beat Vanderbilt 77-74. to Scottie Pippen Jr. led the way for... Vanderbilt with uh, 18 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists, but Kentucky gets it done down the stretch. And don't look now, folks, but the one in six start that Kentucky had, they are now two and zero in the conference and undefeated. So they are, uh, you know, for all their early season struggles and everybody burying them and saying Kentucky worst start in forever uh, for that school they're getting it done when it matters most in the conference. On the other side, a big win last night for Alabama. I know they were at home, but taking on a really good Florida team that has really played well without Keontae uh, Keontae Johnson. And uh, Alabama last night, right before the game, we find out that their guard, Javon Quinterly, would be out. He was their leading scorer on the season. And they find a way to get it done, man. Keon Ellis steps up with uh, 16 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Tyree Appleby really good for Florida. He had 18 points as well. But Alabama beats Florida last night, 86 to 71. They had 47 second half points. So uh, shout out to Alabama as they improved to eight and three on the season. But they are also undefeated in the conference at three and zero. They've now won four and, four games in a row. And man could this be a season where Alabama really crushes it in several sports not just football playing for a national championship coming up on Monday but now the basketball team on quite a run under Nate Oates and uh, they sit atop the SEC now um, the only team with three wins in the conference so congrats to them uh actually right now as we record missouri is leading mississippi state so we'll see if they hang on there they were crushing them but double digits and mississippi state's gone on a little bit of a run here as of we're recording this i was hoping you know oh, okay missouri wins and we can uh, step aside and say all right well number 13 in the country gets a, a big win on the road at mississippi state but we'll see what happens with the bulldogs uh, if they're able to continue the comeback let's take a look ahead at what we've got going on tonight in the conference and we got four games across the conference 6 p.m central 7 p.m eastern it'll be 7 and 1 georgia at 6 and 2 lsu lsu fresh off a tough loss on the road at florida last weekend uh georgia we know they got the high-paced offense coming into baton rouge but i like the matchup with lsu they've got some bigs down low lsu according to uh BetOnline.ag, a nine-point favorite at home in Baton Rouge. Georgia off to an 0-1 start in the SEC. We'll see if LSU can get 2-1 with a win tonight. Also at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, this one will be on ESPN2. It'll be 9-1 Arkansas at number 9 Tennessee. And uh, both those teams coming off recent really uh, tough losses. I know uh, Arkansas was previously 9-0. They were undefeated. 1 0 in the SEC, and then they lost the other night to uh, Mizzou. So they fall to 1 1, 9 1 in the season. And uh, Tennessee with a tough loss against Alabama at home, 71 uh, 63 the other night. So Tennessee still number nine in the country, but uh, both teams coming off tough losses in the SEC. Tennessee, a seven point favorite on bet online. Dot AG, so they're hoping to hold serve at home against the Razorbacks. But I really like both these teams. Tennessee, I think, is the cream of the crop, crop really, really good team. But uh, Arkansas, really, really fun to watch as well. So that that will be a really fun one on ESPN too. And then uh, two later games tonight on ESPN. U at eight p.m. Central, nine p.m. Eastern. It'll be six and two Texas A&M at two and two South Carolina. Of course, the Gamecocks been dealing with. A lot of COVID issues. They have yet to play a conference game. AM is one and one in conference. And South Carolina actually a home favorite against the Aggies. So we'll see what they're able to do. And then the other one at the pavilion at Ole Miss. The five-and-three Rebs will host the six and four Auburn Tigers. Rebs are O-1 in the conference. Auburn is O-2. So something's got to give their Ole Miss a six-point favorite at home. Man, can you imagine though Auburn with just expectations of the talent they have this season already uh, dealing with a lot of issues? And man, if they start zero three in the conference, that will not be a uh, tremendous start to the year. But as we look at the standings, just an early look at the SEC standings: Alabama le- leading the way at three and zero, Kentucky sits there two and zero, and then you've got uh, Florida sitting there two and one. And if Mizzou holds on. Uh, this game that I'm currently watching right now, they'll improve to two and one. If not, uh, they'll fall to one and two, and that will be not a great start for a team that came into this week ranked uh, number thirteen. Only two teams in the SEC ranked this week: Tennessee at number nine and thir- and Mizzou at number thirteen. But again, I think uh, if Alabama continues on this pace, they're going to find their way back, you know, into the top twelve, uh, top twenty-five, really quick. Sitting there at eight and three, despite those three early season losses, and then Kentucky. You know, I know they're only three and six overall. I mean, they got they still got to win three more conference games to get themselves back to five hundred. But this is, you know, what Kentucky did with their early season struggles, put themselves behind the eight ball. I know they had a difficult schedule, playing a lot of uh, tough non conference games. But you know, if they can keep winning, running off SEC wins, not going to matter. They'll find their way into the tournament by. Um, putting up all those conference wins, and then of course Florida sitting there at uh, two and one in the conference, five and two overall. Tennessee at at seven and one overall, and LSU or Arkansas nine to one, and then LSU and A and M sitting there at six and two each. Georgia down there at seven and one as well. So uh, it's still so early in the season. Normally, you know, around the middle of uh, SEC play, we start to get a good feel for okay, these are the teams that are going to be fighting for tournament spots and one not down the stretch, but right now, everything's still pretty wide open. I mean, there's no, you know, like I said, other than Alabama showing that they're a much better team than maybe some may have thought, there's uh, not a whole lot of takeaways uh, so far from the uh, early SEC season. That is uh, just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so yet. We'll uh, continue to uh, discuss Alabama preparing for the national championship game on Monday hopefully that game is not postponed or pushed back at all but uh, we'll continue to discuss that and we'll talk a little bit more SEC hoops we'll get some experts in here to share their thoughts on some of the teams going on around the SEC when it comes to hoops I'm Chris Gordy I'll talk to you guys tomorrow you're locked on SEC